On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, March 22nd. It's Ian Cameron with you, Jimmy Murphy, uh, maybe joining us momentarily as well. We're ready to break down the Tuesday NHL card. Of course, it's a Tuesday, which means it is a BetCast Tuesday tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. We will be with you again for another Tuesday night of live in-game betting, commentaries, drinking. You know, I've got my booze and my beer uh, stash uh, ready to go for the uh, BetCast, as always. Uh, 11 games tonight. We may not go as late as we did the last week. I think we went right till the end of the late games. Uh, I do have a trip to San Antonio. I'm out of town later this week on Thursday to San Antonio. There's a lot to get done. So we may not go uh, late tonight. The late games are Seattle, Arizona, and Nashville, L.A. Uh, you know, Nashville, L.A. is kind of an intriguing game, but I don't think we're going to go till the end of that game. We'll probably go till the end of the Edmonton-Dallas game, uh, which is at 8.30, so probably 11 p.m. or so. A four-hour betcast tonight is probably what we're in line for, but still for the majority of the night, we'll be here. We'll get all the early games. We'll take you through the end of Vegas-Winnipeg. We'll take you through the end of Edmonton-Dallas. Uh, and then uh, we will call it a night. So uh, looking forward to another BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here. And again, if you want to join me, Alex B. Smith will be with us. on. The, he's not on this show, Alex, but he'll be with us on the BetCast tonight. Uh, if you want to join us on the BetCast, make sure uh, you send me a DM or an email, pimplebano350 at gmail.com or a DM on Twitter, and we'll make sure we get the link out to you uh, in order to uh, join uh, the BetCast tonight. So Definitely looking forward to that. Another Tuesday night Ice Guys BetCast. And looking forward to a big Tuesday slate of NHL action as well. So with that in mind, let's get right into it. Uh, we got Tampa Bay and Carolina to get things started. Great game uh, here to get the uh, card underway. We've got Carolina minus 115 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, both of these teams struggling right now a little bit. Tampa Bay hasn't played you know, great hockey uh, of late. There's no question. Uh, and we've uh, got Carolina as well. Both teams struggling to score goals as well. Tampa Bay one, or sorry, two and five uh, in the two and four rather in their last six games. Carolina's lost four in a row against Pittsburgh, Toronto, Washington, and the Rangers. When you look at that schedule, though, they didn't really lose to anybody bad. Uh, you would think that this is a team that's desperately trying to get out of their uh, predicament and get back on track. As far as the Tampa Bay Lightning are concerned, uh, they were out on the road for a long period of time through Chicago, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle, returned home and got beaten by the New York Rangers 2-1. to one. I cashed a big underdog ticket with the Rangers in that game on Saturday night uh, as they got the 2-1 to one victory. Very impressive win there. Uh, for the uh, Rangers. Tampa Bay, of course, has made some moves at the uh, deadline. Brandon Hagel, of course, coming in from the uh, Chicago uh, Blackhawks to bolster their forward group, uh, which is, you know, an, a nice move, in my opinion. Nick Paul, as well, from the Ottawa Senators, uh, was traded for at the deadline by uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Julian Brisebois, the GM, very busy uh, as well. Uh, on the blue line, uh, not a whole lot of change, uh, really, when you look at it. Uh, so, you know, the, the main additions were Paul and Hagel up front. Uh, as far as this game goes uh, with the Hurricanes and the Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky will be uh, in net for the Lightning. We'd expect Freddie Anderson to be in net here for Carolina, even though uh, that is not confirmed uh, just yet. Uh, when I look at this game, I lean Carolina. I initially lean Tampa, but the more I look at Tampa, you know, I don't know. They've, they've really done a lot of travel lately. That's the thing that stands out. You look at this team's schedule. They go through Chicago, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle. Uh, they come back home, face the Rangers, and they're back on the road again now. Uh, it's not been an easy schedule for them. Carolina, meanwhile, they've had two games in a row at home, 4-3 loss to Washington, 2-0 shutout loss to Carolina. That one was shocking to me. 
seeing obviously Alexander Georgiev uh, play so well uh, in that game. Uh, I definitely uh, couldn't believe it. You know, 44 shot save shutout for uh, Georgiev against Carolina. They're definitely struggling to find the back of the net right now. But I think from a situational standpoint, I think it's a little bit better for Carolina. I don't have a strong feel on this game. Maybe I get involved small with Carolina minus 115. That is my lean. Uh, but that's about it for me. As far as the total goes, look, you would think five and a half, these two capable offenses, maybe I'd lean over, but I don't I don't really lean that way. Uh, five straight unders with Tampa. Carolina, you look at them, they've trended over big time. Uh, they've only cashed one over in their last nine games. You know, they are seven, one and one to the under in their last nine games, the Carolina Hurricanes. They played earlier this year. It was a two to one win for Carolina in overtime. That stayed under. The under has gone seven and one in the last eight meetings between these two teams. So, and again, I mentioned the last several weeks that I think at the trade deadline, we're going to at least start seeing a few more unders. Now, you're still going to see some high scoring games, but I think at this time of the year, you're finally going to start to see, you know, a little bit of tighter checking, lower scoring hockey, especially perhaps in a game like this, where you've got two teams that are going to be in the playoffs, could be seeing each other once again in the playoffs like they did last year. Um, you know, I definitely would make a case with the under here before the over. There's no question uh, about that. You know, I don't bet many unders because I don't do well with them. But boy, if I was to look at an under or bet an under here on this card, this would be one of the unders for me. Uh, you know, and you've got two capable defensive teams, but two teams, like I said, struggling to find the back of the net right now. I definitely would lean to this game staying under the total. Uh, and I do, I probably will have a small bet on Carolina, but that's about it. Nothing really overly strong. However, it is a good game. It is one of the games I'm definitely most uh, excited and interested in, uh, certainly when it comes to the uh, BetCast tonight. Uh, very, very fascinated to see how this game plays out. Uh, but right now, for me, uh, I would be leaning toward uh, Carolina here, minus 115 uh, in this game. All right, Columbus and Pittsburgh. We've got Pittsburgh minus 330, uh, minus 360 for Pittsburgh uh, at DraftKings. So there actually is some money coming in on uh, Pittsburgh here. Six and a half the total uh, across the board. Uh, this is one of the overs that I do like tonight on this card. In fact, I like uh, over six and a half, minus 115. And I also like the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team total here a little bit. Now it's four and a half, uh, you know, so you definitely you've got to lay a little bit of a, or if you like three and a half, rather, you got to lay a price. It's four and a half here with Pittsburgh, but I still think they could really exceed that four and a half total. I'm going to see what the uh, vigorish is for the, uh, yeah, it's minus 170 on the three and a half. It's just a little too high. I'd maybe take a shot at the four and a half plus 130 for Pittsburgh with their team total. But I, and I definitely like over six and a half here. Pittsburgh, you look at their numbers lately in, st in terms of expected goals for the last like couple of weeks, they have been right up near the top in the NHL. They have been, getting good chances, getting good looks. They've, they've gotten a lot of shots on goal on net. Uh, I definitely think this is a game where you're going to see Pittsburgh's offense really uh, tight, uh, really lighted up here against Columbus, suffering defensively. Jonas Corposalo in net because of the fact that Elvis Merzlikens left the last game uh, for Columbus due to a back uh, injury, back soreness. And Jonas Corposalo has just not been very good at all. He's actually been one of the absolute worst goaltenders in the NHL if you look at goals against, if you look at save percentage, if you look at goals saved above average, the advanced numbers for goalies, GSAA, it's ugly right now for Jonas Corposalo. 4.1 goals against average, 878 is his save percentage this year. And in the last three games for the uh, Jackets, including a relief appearance, 6.95 goals against average is what it balloons to for uh, Corpusalo and a 7.76 save percentage. It's it's not good at all right now for this guy, uh, Corpusalo. He's playing like a dead corpse uh, in that Corpusalo uh, right now is in dead Dead as a doornail, not giving this Columbus team uh, anything right now uh, in between the pipes. Uh, I really think Pittsburgh can get five goals here. Uh, if, if not for Wedgwood, who was really good against uh, Pittsburgh Saturday, could have been a lot worse than 4-1. I thought he was pretty strong considering he faced over 40 shots from the Penguins in that game. Uh, but I think they get five here uh, against the Jackets. You look at what the Jackets are doing. They conceded four to St. Louis. They gave up seven on, at, on home ice against Washington. Uh, you know, they gave up four to Vegas, you know, the, six to the Islanders, five to Toronto, five to Boston, four to LA. Uh, you know, it's just been a tough time keeping the puck out of the net here for uh, this uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets team. 
Uh, you know, it's too big of a price delay with Pittsburgh, but I can't like I, I cashed a ticket with Columbus on Saturday against St. Louis. If you watched our Saturday show, Vito and I, I mentioned I thought the Jackets were live against a struggling Blues team, uh, but that was at home. Now they're going on the road. They, they have Corpus Salo and that who I just cannot trust to put up, you know, a brick wall right now. I just it's just been too porous for him in net and the numbers bear it out. So Pittsburgh team total for me over four and a half. I'll take a shot that they can get to five and at least you can get plus 130 plus 140 with the team total. And I like the full game even more because I do think Columbus can chip in offensively. Columbus can score. I mean, they showed you against St. Louis. They scored five. They scored two against Washington and that game went over. They put six on the board in a win against uh, Vegas. They beat Ottawa four to one, scored four goals in that game, three against Minnesota, four against Toronto, four against Boston. They're scoring two goals minimum for the most part in the majority of their recent games. And as long as they get to two, I think Pittsburgh gets to five. So there's your full game over as far as I'm concerned. So uh, Pittsburgh team total over and a little bit um, stronger on for me on the full game over here six and a half minus 120 all right rangers and devils here uh next up we've got the uh devils are taking money because this opened as high as the rangers minus 180 you know at one point now we're seeing new york settling in at about minus 150 here uh, as road favorites against new jersey uh the total in this one currently six this is another over i haven't bet this over yet but i do lean that way it's tricky because the rangers are not an over team we know that they're a good defensive team uh, a great job, by the way, Chris Drury yesterday at the trade deadline. I said that uh, on the uh, Monday show. That I thought what he did was very good, bringing in Andrew Cott, bringing in Tyler Mott, two good two-way forwards for the Rangers. They're going to help them at both ends of the ice. They can score goals, too. They can chip in offensively, those two guys. But what they really do uh, is they give you good two-way presence, good in terms of playing at five-on-five even strength. They can both play power, play minutes. They both play on the penalty kill. I, I really like what they did there. And this is a team that's crying out for some depth uh, up front. We know a lot of times they've relied too much on the big guns known as uh, Zabanajad, Kreider, Panarin. Uh, they've really, really had, you know, there's been nights where if they don't score, nothing happens for the New York Rangers. So to be able to get, uh, obviously, Andrew Kopp and uh, Tyler Mott at the uh, deadline for me is, is significant here for this uh, New York Rangers team. Well done uh, by Chris Drury. Uh, I don't know if the range, uh, like we're going to probably see Igor Shosturkin, I would think, in net. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, I would expect Igor Shosturkin for the Rangers. It's not a back-to-back uh, situation for them. Uh, New Jersey's returning home off a really a dreadful road trip. Uh, they struggled away from home on that uh, uh, four game or three game road trip against Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. Zero and three. All three games flew over the total, and they gave up six goals in each game, which tells you where the Devils' defense and goaltending is right now. It's uh, not in a good place. Uh, let's put it that way at the moment. So uh, when you look at this game here, 6-6-6 given up by the Devils in those three games against the Flames, the Canucks, the Oilers, struggling defensively. You really don't have much confidence right now in Nico Dawes, who's actually played well the first, you know, I would say three or four starts. But, man, he got lit up on that road trip. A couple of those goals that he allowed, you just can't give them up. You can't allow those goals to go in. Some of them were just horrible, putrid. Uh, to give up those goals. So, uh, you know, not good, in my opinion, from him. Uh, so I'm debating, do I do I take a Rangers team total or full game over? Because I think the Rangers are going to find the back of the net here. But it wouldn't shock me to see the D- Rangers kind of, I don't want to say uh, fall flat, but I think all the effort and the energy and the intensity at the defensive end that they put in against Tampa, beating them two to one. They really bared down defensively for Alexander Georgiev and that shutout win against the uh, Hurricanes as well on Sunday on that back-to-back. You know, after all of that, now you're playing New Jersey who are struggling mightily. I, I don't know. I, I could see the Rangers getting a little loose, reckless, careless defensively tonight a little bit. That's uncharacteristic for them to play that way, but they have had these games. And tonight's one of those spots where I could see them maybe kind of just, you know, a few monstrous wins, humongous wins for them back to back on the weekend against Tampa and Carolina, two legit Stanley Cup contenders in the East that they just beat in back to back games. I, I understand why it's not the greatest spot to lay a price on the road for the Rangers letdown spot, but it's not that much better for New Jersey. You understand? I mean, they're coming off a uh, road trip that they didn't play well. They're hemorrhaging goals left and right. And first home game off of a lengthy road trip's not necessarily a bet on spot either. So I think I'm going to gravitate more toward the over six rather than the Rangers team total, because I really do think the Devils could 
you know, find uh, a little bit of offense here. Uh, and the Rangers, meanwhile, look, I know in the, over the weekend they scored just two uh, against the uh, Hurricanes and the Lightning, and they also only scored one against the Islanders before that. But uh, you're playing a team that's just not keeping the puck out of the net at this moment. Uh, the New Jersey Devils. So uh, I'm leaning a little bit toward this game going over the total. By the way, the R Rangers have dominated this series. Eight straight head-to-head -head meetings against the Devils. Don't lose sight of that fact. That's another thing that uh, would concern me. Uh, I'd honestly, where the, where the price is now, if you wanted to take New Jersey when it opened, I get it. It was a pretty high number. But now that it's only, you know, minus 145 or so, minus 150 on the Rangers, I'd look at the Rangers now at where the price is now or a Rangers in regulation, something like that. I'm not taking New Jersey now at, at a worse price when I don't even think the spot's all that great for them tonight uh, coming off that road trip. So uh, closest I'm going to get to this game is the over here at six. We'll see how it uh, plays out here with the Rangers and Devils. All right, St. Louis Blues, Washington Capitals. Washington minus 150 home favorite, six the total in this one. Uh both of these, it's an interesting spot here. I mean, you've got the Blues struggling mightily. Uh, they've lost three in a row against the Jets, the Penguins, and the Blue Jackets. And look, I cashed a ticket against St. Louis in that 5-4 uh, loss to the Jackets. I said, you know what, they're just, for the way they're playing right now, struggling a little bit. You know, you can't be laying minus 160 or minus 170 right now, or even minus 180 it was you know, earlier in that on that Saturday for the Blues as road favorites in Columbus. And the Jackets ended up getting the home underdog win there, 5-4 uh, in that game. Uh, obviously, the Blues are struggling. Uh, you know, it's struggling really at times both ends of the ice. You know, some games they're going to score, but they give up five like they did against Columbus. Other games, they're not bad defensively, and then they only score two like they did against Pittsburgh, and they lose. So they're just not getting both ends of the ice mel melding together in the same game right now. Uh, the Washington Capitals, when you look at uh, well, the way things have been going for them, uh, you know, they had that uh, road trip through uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, came back home, faced the Islanders, won in a shootout, went on the road, faced uh, Columbus, beat them 7-2, to uh, beat Carolina 4-3 in a shootout. Uh, after that, returned home to face Dallas, 3-2. Uh, they lost their last game. But this is now the first time we're going to see Washington for the first time since March 3rd and March 5th. They're going to play back-to-back home games, no travel, you know, a chance to wipe the, you know, wipe the slate clean a little bit after a disappointing loss to Dallas, where they didn't really play all that bad. I think they had a bad first period. And then after that, I thought they were the better team uh, against the Dallas Stars. They outshot the Stars 38 to 23. They did lose the first period. I don't think they played that well uh, in the first period. But after that, I thought Washington played a whole lot better. And maybe with the way they played in those last two periods, deserved uh, the two points, but they ended up falling short. And Jake Ottinger was very good in net. That kid just uh, willed the Dallas Stars to win and hang on for the victory in that game against the uh, uh, Washington Capitals on Sunday. Uh, as far as the goalies here in this uh, matchup, we're looking at Vitek Vanacek for the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, we don't have a confirmation yet for the Blues. What we do know is Billy Huso had one of his worst performances. I think he's had in a very long time against Columbus, although he didn't get some help on some of those goals that went in. But nevertheless, does that open the door for Craig Rube to turn back to Jordan Bennington is the question. It makes me think we might see Bennington. Why have we not seen Huso confirmed yet? It makes me think that I think Berube is maybe pondering uh, uh, giving uh, Jordan Bennington, his Stanley Cup winning goaltender from a few years ago, uh, another opportunity here in this game. Um, a really, really tricky game. Uh, I think at the number now, I'd lean the Blues a little bit, plus 130 uh, in this game. I like I took a shot with Washington in regulation on Sunday and, you know, fell short. And that's the problem with Washington. Washington, I don't mind taking them in an evenly priced, uh, you know, matchup. I don't mind taking them when they're an underdog sometimes, but when we're talking now minus 150 or higher with this team, I get a little bit more nervous and concerned about backing this team, especially now when you've got some injuries. TJ Oshie uh, has been absent for the last two games, lower body injury. Nick Dowd, one of their fourth line centers, is a very useful two-way two player for them. Uh, questionable right now with a shoulder injury. They got Trevor Van Riemsdyk out on the blue line, that Joe Snively kid who really stepped up and uh, when he was called up and produced offensively for this team initially uh he's not going to play tonight the good news is john carlson we're worried that he might not be a go tonight but he will play uh john carlson in spite of the fact he's been uh dealing with a little bit of a shoulder issue uh in uh, recent games but uh 
They are a little bit banged up. So is St. Louis. We talked about this. We went all, last Thursday when our special guest, Brett McLean, joined us. He mentioned that he feels when you've got multiple absences at the center ice position, that's a massive red flag. That's a massive concern. And right now they have no Robert Thomas. They have no Tyler Bozak, two of their four centers, and also Vladimir Tarasenko uh, out at the moment for the Blues as well. So uh, I don't know. I'm all around the pl- uh, all over the place in this game, over, under, St. Louis, Washington. I really could make a case for all four. So this is more of a bet cast game for me. Uh, we're gonna and, uh, David Perron is probably the best, strongest stance I have on this game pregame. Just keep betting him to score. What David Perron's doing right now for the uh, Blues is trying to carry them, at least offensively. The goal run is amazing. Six straight games now with a goal for uh, David Perron, including a hat trick uh, against Columbus. Four points in that game. Uh, he's had multiple points, uh, multiple point games in three of the last five games. So. If you want to take that Ian special, David Perron over one and a half points and get a nice plus price return with that, uh, I certainly wouldn't talk you out of that with the way he's been playing lately for uh, the St. Louis Blues. And again, he scored in six straight games. Uh, and you can still get pretty decent value on him to score tonight. So uh, obviously that's got to be something you look at. Perron points, Perron to score a goal for the uh, Blues tonight in this game. Uh, Vanacek's obviously been the better of the two goalies lately for Washington, but do I see them shutting them out? And you can still get Perron plus 200. I mean, it's pretty crazy, huh? Plus 200 for a guy that's now scored in six straight games. Pretty amazing right now uh, that you can get the price that good for him to find the back of the net tonight. So uh, that is definitely what I would look at there. Perron props don't have a strong stance other than a small lean to St. Louis uh, in terms of pregame. All right, we got Philly and Detroit next up. Detroit minus 140, uh, home favorites in this game, six the total. Two teams playing for exercise, two teams out of the playoffs. Certainly lean over uh, in this game. Certainly lean underdog because when you have two bad teams, it's underdog or pound. I'm not laying minus 140 with Detroit. That's not happening. Not with this defense. Not with this team that just can't keep the puck out of their own net consistently lately. Not with them coming off a road trip, returning home. That's always a tricky spot. That's where we're at right now for the Detroit Red Wings tonight. I mean, this is just a game where I would rather go dog. I would rather go over. Um, the one thing that I'm going to wait upon is who are the goalies here, particularly for Philly. Do we get? Martin Jones, potentially. I don't see why we would because they're, they're not playing a back-to-back. Uh, they're they're playing tonight, then they're playing Thursday. So I would think Carter Hart is going to be your goalie. And Carter Hart's been a little bit better lately for the uh, Flyers. Played very well against the Islanders, that 2-1 to one win uh, over the weekend. Problem is now Philly is going on the road. Philly's been competitive, and Philly's won some games, but they've almost all been at home. You know what I mean? 2-1 to the Islanders at home. 5-4 to Nashville at home. Two to one against Vegas at home, four, three against Chicago at home. You know, all of those recent wins for Philadelphia were at home. You know, on the road, it's not, it's been a different story. Three one loss to Ottawa, three one loss to Carolina, six three loss to Florida. Uh, you know, they have not been winning games on the road. Uh, the road record's just pathetic. Five and 21 they are away from home the last 26 road games. That's what's keeping me off Philly. They're just such a bad road team. I can't count on them to win a road game. I don't want to lay minus 140 with Detroit coming off a road trip where they were in Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Seattle. They lost three of the four games. I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out how the fuck they shut out Vancouver one nothing. I can't believe that happened with the way this team's playing right now. I can't believe they shut out anybody with the way their defense has played because the defense has been awful in every other recent game. Nine allowed to Arizona, six allowed to Florida, six allowed to Minnesota. Don't be fooled by the three they gave up against Calgary. They gave up 43 shots and Thomas Grice had one of those games where he was just, uh, it could have been 8 nothing if not for him. They gave up 7 to Edmonton. I don't know how, again, I don't know how they shut out Vancouver, but they did. Uh, and then, of course, the defensive collapse they suffered against Seattle, the final game of that road trip. They're leading in the third. They give up three unanswered. They lose 4-2. to two. So uh, it's over or pass for me. It's Philly or pass for me, but uh, I probably only bet the over pregame, if anything. Uh, sidewise, maybe we find something in-game that gets interesting uh, other than that. We're going to move on to Ottawa and the New York Islanders. Uh, next up, we've got uh, the Ottawa Senators right now currently. Uh, sorry, the Islanders, rather, minus 200. Uh, home favorites in this game, five and a half the total. Uh, as far, it's minus 215, actually, with the uh, Ottawa, for the New York Islanders at DraftKings. So this is a pretty high number. Now, look, they're playing better. You know, We'll give the New York Islanders their credit. They are playing some better hockey. Uh, in recent games, there's no denying that whatsoever. But now they're back in that price range where I just want no part. 
absolutely no part of the New York Islanders. Laying minus 215, uh, you know, you're just not going to see that from me here uh, in this game uh, tonight against the uh, Ottawa Senators. When I look at this matchup here, uh, the Islanders, to me, um, they're scoring goals. They've got the potential uh, maybe to keep that offensive surge going. Now, they did get shut down in their last game uh, against the Flyers. But when you look at the Islanders' schedule, it's a little bit of a tricky scheduling spot just because they, you know, they had been playing. That was their third game in four days. They played in the afternoon on Saturday at home against Dallas. They had to go to Philly. Uh, play 24 hours later for the TNT game on Sunday afternoon in Philly. And you could tell it just the gas tank was just running on empty, to quote Jackson Brown. You know, running on empty. You know, that's exactly what the New York Islanders uh, were uh, in that game against Sunday, uh, against the Flyers on Sunday. They just really didn't have that extra burst and that extra uh, adrenaline that you needed there. And uh, just pretty much just uh, fell flat a little bit. You'd expect them to be better here, but. Minus 215, I'm not laying that price with the Islanders. Ottawa is kind of struggling one and four of the last five games. Uh, they have uh, lost to Chicago, Arizona, Columbus. The only win was against Philadelphia, and they got Philly on the back-to-back the night after Claude Giroux's final game with the Flyers in his 1,000th NHL game. So it was the ultimate bet on spot for Ottawa, so much so I used them as best bet, if you'll remember, on Friday's show, taking the Senators to t- get the job done against the Flyers. But that's their only win. Uh, in the last five games, and then they uh, had the back-to-back against Montreal on Saturday. They lost 5-1, but I'll say this about Ottawa. They lost 5-1 to Montreal. That was Philip Gustafson in net, and the guy is an absolute uh, mess right now uh, for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him tonight. I would expect we're not going to see him. Uh, Semyon Varlamov is confirmed for the Islanders. It'll probably be Anton Forsberg uh, in net for Ottawa, and keep in mind, Anton Forsberg just got uh, awarded a contract extension uh, with the Ottawa Senators yesterday. Uh, so when I see that kind of situation, I kind of see a, maybe a bet-on situation for a guy like Forsberg. First start after re-upping with your team, signing a new contract, and you want to show those guys, show management there and Pierre Dorian, uh, the GM of this team, that, hey, uh, and Pierre Maguire, for that matter, who's, of course, working in the Sens organization. Now, everybody with the management group of the uh, Senators, uh, you want to show them that, hey, you just signed me to a, to an extension. You know, I want to be here. I want to play well. I want to be part of the reason this franchise turns things around. How do I do that? Well, I go out there first game after the contract extension. I play one hell of a game. And I'll all due respect to Anton Forsberg, you know, let's give him some credit. He's played solidly at times this year for the uh, Senators. Now, is he a great goalie? Is he a top 10 or 15 goalie in the league? No, but I keep seeing him getting better. You know, this was a guy that really was struggling earlier in his career. He's worked himself to a 2.77 goals against average, 918 save percentage. The Senators have a winning record with him in between pipes, believe it or not. Do you know his win-loss record as a starting goalie this year is 14-13? They actually have a winning record with Forsberg in net. Uh, and it shows you that he has definitely, uh, you know, improved, in my opinion. He's worked on his craft. He's, he's tried to improve as a goaltender. I think he's still in the situation where he's trying to, you know, fend off Matt Murray to be the long-term goalie, starting goalie maybe for this Ottawa team. And he's looking more and more like a viable option right now. Even the game that he lost, the last start that he lost was the Columbus game uh, about a week ago, 4-1. to one. He gave up uh, three goals on 38, he faced 38 shots. He only gave up three goals. It's not a bad performance. Would you have liked to win the game? Yeah, but you know what? They didn't score for him either. One goal is not going to win you a hockey game. So I don't think you can set that loss right at the feet uh, of Anton Forsberg and blame him totally. Uh, he was terrific against Philadelphia in his last start, the win uh, three to one, uh, one goal allowed on 29 shots. Did get roughed up by Chicago, but really outside of that, you know, one goal allowed, two goals allowed, three at the most is what you've been seeing from him uh, in his starts going all the way back to early February. So, you know, and he just gets the three-year $8.25 million deal yesterday. I think there he goes out there and he says, you know what? Uh, I want to show this team that they made the right decision here, investing in me, believing in me, you know, and I think we're maybe going to see that here tonight from him. So I think Ottawa's, I think he could do worse on the board. Like there's always games where I'm considering the underdog, especially a bigger underdog. I think you can make worse decisions than maybe taking a shot with this big underdog here, Ottawa. Certainly leaning that way at plus 175, plus 180 uh, in this game against the uh, New York Islanders. The Islanders are just uh, not one uh, for me 
you know, the Islanders are just one of those teams that, you know, when I see them laying this price, I'm not, I'm not interested. They don't dominate enough. Uh, they don't always win by margin enough. Like if I'm going to lay a price like this, I need some evidence. You can win some games and blow teams out, you know, really other than a couple of games here and there, they play a lot of tight games. They play a lot of close games. You know, you don't want to be sweating in a one goal game here, laying minus two fifteen. You don't. Uh, and I think Ottawa, even though they've lost four of their last five, I think they'll play a little bit better here. I like that they've got a big rest advantage, too. Keep that in mind. Two days off. They played Saturday against Montreal. We haven't seen them play since then. The Islanders have played a lot of hockey in a short period of time. For the Islanders, this is going to be their fourth game in six nights. Uh, for the Ottawa Senators, since uh, it's only their uh, fourth game. Uh, it'll be their fourth game since March 16, uh, but it's only their uh, first game since Saturday whereas the Islanders had to play Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. So uh, I think the, I think the Sens here are worth a look. Uh, as far as the total goes, it's tough because the Islanders have been trending over. I've said there's been some value with the Islanders overs, but that came to an end against Philly. Finally, they had a game stay under, and maybe now you know they get back to those old Barry Trotz Islanders ways. Maybe we get back to low-scoring hockey. So I'm not on the over tonight. Uh, I lean that way at five and a half, but I'm probably just going to look maybe toward uh, Ottawa here at a big plus price. Like I said, I, I just don't love the Islanders ever when they're laying this kind of number. All right, next up, we've got Vegas and Winnipeg. Fascinating matchup here. Why? Because these two teams just played uh, about a week ago and against each other, and now they're in action in the same venue as well in Winnipeg. Once again, uh, we've got Winnipeg up to minus 170, minus 175 right now uh, in a lot of places in this game. There's been a lot of money coming in on the uh, Jets. Uh, throughout the uh, course of the day. Uh, the total in this one currently, uh, six and a half, I believe, uh, is what we're looking at. Uh, six, no, it's pretty much six across the board here with the uh, total uh, in this game. This one's a fascinating one. There's so many things you have to, you know, so many layers you have to peel back, essentially, uh, when you're looking at this Vegas and Winnipeg game. So let's start with this. This is a this is a revenge spot for Winnipeg. They got embarrassed by Vegas, seven to three last week i would expect that whatever roster ends up on the ice tonight for the vegas golden knights and we'll get to that in a second whatever lineup peter DeBoer has at his disposal for this game against the winnipeg jets i think you're going to see balls to the wall for the vegas golden knights tonight i think you're going to see one hell of an effort you're going to see utmost intensity they need to you know find a way to get get on the get off the schneid on this uh terrible stretch of play they've had on the road uh, it's been absolutely dreadful for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. They've now lost uh, six straight road games, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. It's not been very good for them uh, as of late uh, on the road. I mean, you look at these road results uh, for the uh, Golden Knights. They lose to Philly. They lose to Buffalo. I mean, two of the dregs of the Eastern Conference. Uh, Pittsburgh beats them 5-2. Columbus beats them 6-4. The 7-3 loss to Winnipeg last week. Now, they did go back home with this shorthanded, depleted lineup right now, and they beat Florida and L.A. back-to-back. -back. Very impressive wins for the Golden Knights. But then they get back on the road last night against Minnesota. Our pal Alex B. Smith was uh, live in attendance for that game last night, uh, and the Wild shut them out there 3-0. So, you know, now it's a back-to-back -back for them on the road on this uh, brutal uh, six-game losing streak on the road that they're on going into this game against a rested Winnipeg team that hasn't played since beating Chicago 6-4 uh, on Sunday night. And uh, when you look at the standings, is for as desperate and urgent as Vegas might be, and the fact you know they're trying to atone for just a, an embarrassing loss a week ago to this Jets team in this building, it's not like Winnipeg's coming in here thinking, "Hey, uh, we can afford to lose this game." No, they can't. Uh, they are pushing for that wild card spot as well uh, in the uh, Western Conference. And when you look at the way the standings are right now, uh, Winnipeg's only four points behind Vegas. Vegas is in the second wild card spot with 72 points. Winnipeg is four points behind them right now. This is enormous for Winnipeg. Enormous uh, for the Jets here, this particular matchup tonight against the Golden Knights. I know they already beat them last week 7-3, but here's still four points in the rears of the Vegas Golden Knights. You need these two points tonight as well. And when I look at it, I think Winnipeg is, you know, as inconsistent as they've been, they've kind of been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss uh, of late. And that concerns me here after a win against Chicago. Uh, but they're just a healthier bunch right now. Now, they did trade away a couple guys yesterday, and Adam Lowry's out, which hurts. You know, he's someone that they'll definitely miss. They'll miss him a little bit defensively. 
uh, in this game. I lean to this game going over the total a little bit just because Vegas has been out of sorts defensively. Uh, Winnipeg's certainly been trending over. They've been scoring goals, but they haven't necessarily been shutting it down either. I lean over the total, and I'm going to take Winnipeg in regulation here uh, in this game. Uh, close to even money is what you can get with that. You can get uh, Winnipeg in regulation uh, down around plus 105, plus 100 in this game. Uh, I, for all the uh, you know the fact that they're trying to avenge an ugly loss, they're just too banged up right now. The Vegas Golden Knights. They've lost six in a row on the road. They're still without Braden McNabb, Alec Martinez, Nick Haig, uh, possibly Zach Whitecloud as well. That's four starting D out of six. You have six starting defensemen. In an NHL game, four of them are going to be out for you tonight if you're the Vegas Golden Knights with Haig, White Cloud, Martinez, and McNabb. You're still not going to have Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty's still on IR. You're still not going to have Mark Stone. He's still on IR. You're still not going to have Riley Smith. Uh, he's still on IR. That's three of your six top forwards out. I mean, I just see this as a situation where it's just they're, they're too depleted to overcome this. I mean, the motivation be damned and trying to save face for a terrible game in Winnipeg last week. But I, I don't see enough evidence that the, the result is going to change dramatically. Now, maybe they won't lose that poorly this time around 7-3, to three, but I don't see the evidence and the, and the health right now for the Vegas Golden Knights to give me confidence that on a back-to-back -back on the road where they've lost six straight games, they're going into Winnipeg and winning tonight with a patchwork lineup, patchwork roster. I just don't see it. You know, at the moment, it's tough. It's tricky right now. This team's just got to get healthy. And until they do, I think it's difficult to ask them to beat good teams, especially on the road. You know, they did beat Florida and L.A. at home, but that was at home. Credit to them. But, you know, right now, it's just it's it's tricky to buy into Vegas doing anything on the road with how depleted they are up front and on the blue line at this point in time. And they're still without Robin Leonard. He's on IR still, too, the number one goalie. So it's Logan Thompson. You either play him tonight on a back-to-back. -back and all. He's played actually pretty good the last couple games. But And last night, you know, he, he played very well. I thought uh, he's the reason he kept Vegas in the game. So you either play Logan Thompson on a back-to-back -back, or you're going to play Laurent Brossois uh, against his former team. And the last time Laurent Brossois faced his former team was last week. It didn't work out so well uh, for uh, him in that game. So... A uh, lot of issues right now for Vegas. Uh, I, I would could only look Winnipeg here in this game. And now with the price going, having bet up, like initially I would have taken the money line minus 135 or so. Now that it's up to minus 165, minus 170, I would look Winnipeg in regulation as well as over the total here in this one over six with the Golden Knights and the uh, Jets. All right, we got Edmonton and Dallas next up. Dallas minus 125 home favorites uh, in this game. Uh, the total right now uh, sitting at uh, six pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Um, this is an interesting spot because you've got Edmonton in a little bit of a dubious spot. I mean, if you watched Edmonton face Colorado last night, what a terrific hockey game that was. What an absolutely outstanding hockey game that was for a regular season game. It was played with playoff intensity. I was impressed with how both teams played with you know we both teams played like it was you know a, a playoff series game where if they lost it was going to be a big blow uh, and I thought if you're the Edmonton Oilers you definitely um, made a great account for yourself last night okay you lost in overtime you're disappointed but the account that you made of yourself in that game a chance to really try to step up and show that hey we can go toe-to-toe -to -toe, blow for blow with one of the best teams in the NHL. They did that. I thought it was a dead-even game. There were even times I thought Edmonton outplayed Colorado last night, uh, and they still ended up, uh, and they fell short and lost in overtime. But I thought that was a commendable effort from Jay Woodcroft's Oilers team uh, last night. Now, this is tricky. It's back-to-back, -back, obviously, on the road facing Dallas. But for the Stars, it's not necessarily... Now, they do have a one-day rest advantage because they played Sunday afternoon in Washington. But for Dallas, they have been traveling a lot since March 2nd. You know, they were on the road in Winnipeg, Minnesota, Nashville. They went back home, faced the Rangers. They went back on the road, faced Toronto, Montreal, the New York Islanders, and Washington. And now they're back home facing uh, Edmonton tonight. You know, this is a team that's played, that's not, that's a shit ton of travel, you know, and that's concerning. That adds up. What does it mean? It means when you're traveling that much, you don't have as much gas left in the tank. So, you know, definitely I worry about that here. Uh, in this one, uh, I would only look Edmonton here, even on the back to back. I think they're better than Dallas right now. Unfortunately, um, 
I think Edmonton's forwards right now are rolling and they've got confidence. Like it's not just McDavid and Dreisaitl anymore. That's why Edmonton is, you know, six and two in their last eight games. And it could have been seven and one. They were that close to beating a great Colorado team last night. But the reason they're playing better is because, look, Evander Kane's been on fire. Kyler Yamamoto's been great stepping up. Ryan McLeod and Zach Hyman are chipping in. I mean, they're getting goals from people other than just Connor and Leon, the dynamic duo. And it's amazing how much better Edmonton becomes when that happens. The defense has played, I think, sturdy, sound, solid. He even got Mike Smith playing one of his better games last night, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot to like with Edmonton up front. The blue line's playing a little bit better. You know, I think there's elements of both of those units, the forward group, the the, the defense right now, that you could say uh, maybe a little bit better th- at the moment than Dallas. But at the end of the day, Dallas is going to start Jake Ottinger, and they probably do have a, an edge in net, regardless of whether it's Miko Koskinen or Mike Smith tonight for Edmonton. And Jake Ottinger's really playing well. Uh, at the moment for the Stars. He's the reason they beat Washington. If you watch that game Sunday afternoon, uh, they don't win that game without anything short of brilliance from uh, Jake Ottinger. Brilliance uh, in that game uh, against Washington. Uh, It kept that game, uh, you know, held the fort when Washington was really pressing down 3-2, and they hung on to win that game. So it is going to be Ottinger again for Dallas. He's in a good groove. He's playing well. But I still think I like the momentum of Edmonton right now. Uh, they only played once earlier this year in Dallas. Dallas won four to one way back uh, in uh, November. Uh, I kind of lean to Edmonton here a little bit. I'll probably have a small play on them. I don't feel like this is a good enough spot for Edmonton coming off the tough, tough loss against Colorado. Are they are they maybe in a little bit of a hangover after just a really playoff like hockey game last night with just how intense it was? But that being said. Still lean a little bit to Edmonton here. We'll see who's in net. I think it's Koskinen because it's back to back. It hasn't been confirmed, but you ask me right now, who do you have, who do I, who do I think is going to be in net? And I definitely think it's going to be uh, Miko Koskinen here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. By the way, from a prop standpoint, you got to keep you got to keep going to the well with Kane and Yamamoto. Those are the guys with the value right now. They're playing well. They're finding the back of the net uh, repeatedly for this team. Uh, I think that you got to look toward both of them in terms of goal scorer props, not only tonight but moving forward. Because you know, I took both of them the last uh, game, or the last couple of games, the New Jersey game on Saturday, where they uh, lit up the uh, New Jersey Devils defense. I was on goal scorer props for both of them. I've been taking Yamamoto a lot lately uh, as well in terms of goal scorer props. They are playing with a, a solid degree of confidence and finishing ability right now. Uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, and that has just made uh, a massive difference for them uh, in this little run that they have uh, put together. So uh, I would maybe look at props for Kane and Yamamoto once again tonight for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, All right, next up, uh, there we go, Edmonton-Dallas. There it is, uh, minus 125 for Dallas, six the total. Right now, like I said, I'm leaning toward uh, Edmonton uh, in this game uh, around plus 105. I am concerned about after the big game against Colorado, but uh, I definitely think at the same point in time, Edmonton's showing me a lot right now. Uh, and the idea of getting a plus price with them with their current level of play is intriguing uh, to me. So lean Oilers right there. I'll have a small play on them. We could always add some more in game, depending on what we see during the bet cast tonight uh, in that game. All right, next up, you've got San Jose and Calgary. Calgary minus 310, uh, home favorites here. Six the total, shaded to the under. Uh I lean Calgary puck line, and I don't bet a lot of puck lines, but I lean to one here with minus one and a half, minus 130. I'll probably bet that a little bit. The bet I like even more is the team total. You can get minus 130, minus 135. Calgary Flames team total uh, over three and a half. I think they're going to get to four goals tonight against San Jose. Uh, San Jose traded away Jacob Middleton at the blue line. We talked about, and they just raved about his defensive play. And you lose that now on a blue line that's already thin, Brent Burns doesn't play defense the way he used to. Eric Carlson is a totem pole uh, defensively. Uh, You can't get him to play defensive hockey half the time. Uh, Vlasic, it's on Vlasic. Uh, Vlasic's uh, best days, Mark Edward Vlasic, I think his days are behind him. Uh, His best days are behind him. You're going to work in Jake Magno, who's been bounced around uh, for years in the NHL. Uh, Ryan Merkley, who's just getting called up, is going to be in the starting defensive group tonight nick malosh as well who's just a young kid i mean that that that's not that's not a blue line that i trust to keep the puck out of the net right now especially now after trading uh jacob middleton uh to the minnesota wild who has actually one of their best shutdown defensemen so uh when i look at it here for the uh 
this uh, game here for the uh, San Jose Sharks. I think they're going to struggle to keep the puck out of their own net. I actually think team total overs uh, for the opposition when they play San Jose are going to be good bets moving forward. Like, I really think that was a big piece defensively that they uh, obviously jettisoned out of town and Jacob Middleton. Uh, and Calgary certainly is a team that offensively they're capable uh, of lighting it up in any given moment. Uh, we saw what they did against Vancouver, 5-2 win. Uh, again, they got caught in a bit of a uh, trap spot, you know, flat spot, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the day prior to facing Vancouver, they lost one nothing in overtime to Buffalo. But really outside of that, scoring goals has not been an issue for Calgary. Five against Vancouver, six against New Jersey, especially when they're facing weaker teams. You know, uh, Detroit, they scored three, but it could have been eight, should have been eight uh, in that game. Four against Tampa, four against Washington. Uh, you know, they scored four against, uh, first time they played Colorado, they scored four, four against Montreal. You get my point. They've been scoring now, and it's been everybody. You know, this Calgary team, with what they can throw out there, it's pretty impressive. They just got in Callie Yarncroke from Seattle, and I like his goal score prop. I think you're going to see him have the chance to cash a few big plus price goal score props moving forward, just like he did at the end of his run with the Kraken. Uh, Andrew Mangiapane, obviously, can never go wrong looking in his direction. Tyler Toffoli, and of course, Elias Lindholm. It goes without saying, the offensive season uh, that he's had for Calgary has been uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him find the uh, back of the net here. So this is more of a Calgary team total over three and a half for me uh, in this game and also looking at props for involving the Flames because I think they'll find the back of the net here against this uh, San Jose team. Again, San Jose uh, only gave up two to Arizona, but gave up five to Colorado, three to L.A., three to Florida. Uh, they gave up uh, three again to L.A., three to Anaheim, eight to Nashville. Uh, you know, they're going to when they play good teams, they're going to struggle a little bit more. Uh, at the defensive end. James Reimer, by the way, confirmed in net for the uh, Sharks tonight. Uh, not Capo Kakinen, the guy that they acquired in that deal with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, obviously, he's just getting into town, so they probably just want to get him, give him a chance to collect his bearings, you know, get used to uh, his teammates and, you know, settle in a little bit before they start him. So it will be James Reimer tonight uh, for the uh, Seattle, uh, for the San Jose Sharks, and it will be, of course, Jacob Markstrom. Uh, getting the start tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames. So I like Calgary team total uh, over three and a half. Probably a sprinkle a little on the puck line, minus one and a half as well. Uh, but I like the team total even more for sure, uh, because then I don't have to worry about the other end of the ice. And I think we've got a good opportunity here to see the uh, Calgary Flames get to uh, four goals tonight uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Again, uh, now a more depleted blue line post-trade deadline for the uh, San Jose Sharks. We'll see if that comes into play here tonight when they take on this surging red-hot Calgary Flames team. All right, Seattle and Arizona. We've got Arizona minus 115, uh, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, we'll see how it goes uh, in this one. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that, MDR24. Yeah, uh, I'm not one that usually... I usually say it once, maybe twice, certainly at the end of the show once I'll say it. But yeah, hit the like button. We appreciate that. 192 live viewers. Uh, hit the like button. we got the BetCast tonight as well. Make sure you join us for that at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Again, we'll, we'll be on the air probably right through the end of the, at least through the end of the Vegas-Winnipeg game, possibly the Edmonton-Dallas game as well. I'm looking probably to shut it down tonight at around 11 p.m. Eastern time. Like I said, whenever the Edmonton-Dallas game ends, uh, because of the fact that, you know, I'm trying to get you know, a little earlier sleep. I got to leave in a couple days for my trip to San Antonio. So uh, we won't be going all night with the BetCast tonight, but we'll be on for a solid three and a half, four hours, 7 p.m. Eastern till around 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So if you want to join us on the BetCast, send me a DM to request your spot, and we'll send you the BetCast link to join us during the show tonight. Uh, and looking forward to it. There's never been a BetCast that hasn't been fun and enjoyable. Uh, to this point when we've done them on these Tuesday nights. All right, but Arizona, Seattle, uh, Arizona minus 115 home favorites, six the total here uh, in this game. Uh, I actually, more I look at this game and I, you know, continue to find things out. We continue to fine tune, you know, what you like, what you don't like throughout the course of the day. And you find out who's in and who's out. And you look at different situations to help formulate your opinion. I think you can make a case for Seattle. Uh, in this game, I certainly lean to the Kraken here, uh, minus 105. Seattle is starting to play a little bit better. Two of the last three games they've won, they beat Montreal in a shootout. They beat Detroit 4-2. Now, I know it's two wins against mediocre competition. They lost to Tampa 4-1, but I'm starting to see improvement in their game. And when you compare Seattle, who are at times carrying the play against the opposition, to Arizona, 
who are not carrying the play. They're the furthest thing from carrying the play uh, against the opposition. And even I have to admit, as someone that took Arizona a lot uh, on that road trip, you know, I took them against Detroit as a big underdog when they won 9-2. I took them as a big underdog plus 300 when they beat Toronto 5-4. You know, I took them as underdogs, an underdog against Ottawa, and they won that game 5-3. Uh, even in a brutal spot, back-to-back on the road, end of the road trip against Montreal when they were an under- underdog. They won that game uh, 6-3 as well. Um, and then they lost two in a row after that. They came back home, tough spot against Pittsburgh. They lost 4-1. And then back-to-back against San Jose, they went to the Shark Tank. They lost 4-2. So finally now we're starting to see, you know, I think this, I don't want to say luck because Arizona's, you know, been scoring goals and they've basically, you know, had a great shooting percentage lately. They haven't needed many chances to score goals, but finally getting outplayed and outshot and, you know, not having the puck for the majority of the game and having the other team just play in the offensive zone for most of the game against you, it's finally starting to catch up a little bit here uh, to the Arizona Coyotes uh, as of right now. And that troubles me a little bit. Like, you look at these games, they get outshot 38-23 by Arizona or sorry, by Toronto, 40-29 to by Boston, 43-15 by Ottawa, outshot 39-19 by Montreal, 48-21 to by Pittsburgh, 28-25 by San Jose. You know, you just cannot keep getting outplayed game after game after game and always expect good results and winning results. Sometimes you're going to keep getting outplayed and sometimes the wins aren't going to keep up with it. And, you know, we're starting to see that right now for Arizona. And they've done a shit ton of travel. Since March 5th, that home game against Ottawa, they went to Detroit, Toronto, Boston, Ottawa, Montreal, back home against Pittsburgh, back on the road against San Jose, and now back home. So that's now uh, eight consecutive games where they've had to travel and change venues, change locations. That's tough. That's tricky. And at some point, you're going to wear down uh, just a little bit. Now, it is confirmed in net for uh, – we don't actually have confirmations in net. They did pick up Hari Sateri uh, on waivers from the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, do they put him in there or is it still Vamelka and Wedgwood back and forth as the goaltenders of choice here for the uh, Arizona Coyotes? We will have to keep an eye on that because that does change things a little bit. If we see uh, uh, Hari Sateri tonight for the uh, Arizona Coyotes, uh, it might get me to lean, push, pump the brakes a little bit on leaning towards Seattle because right now I do. You know, I, I, I do think Seattle's starting to play a little bit better. And when I talk about all these times I've backed Arizona, They've all been as big underdogs. Now we're seeing Arizona slightly favored here at home, minus 115. Uh, that's not a price I want Arizona. If I'm going to take Arizona, I'm going to look at uh, an underdog price. I'm going to wait till they're plus 150 or higher. You know, you're, not, you're just not going to see me taking Arizona when they're a favorite or when they're even money uh, like they are here in this game. Uh, you know, That's not value to me on this particular hockey team when they're getting this kind of price. So, Uh, As of right now, I'm leaning Seattle, but Sateri being a net could change things a little bit because this is a guy that's going to try to make a new impression for his team. You know, a lot of times we see situations where a team plays even harder, particularly in front of the goalie when he's making his debut for the team. So let's keep an eye on this here. Uh, And I'm talking about Wedgwood here. Wedgwood's not even with the team. I totally, totally forgot about that. Wedgwood got traded to Dallas uh, yesterday. I'm talking about Wedgwood like he's still on this Arizona team. No, he got traded to the Dallas Stars. So, yeah, we're either looking at uh, Vimelka uh, or Hari Sateri, uh, probably in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. They also have a guy on their goalie uh, roster right now that played a couple of games with San Jose last year. Yosef Yosef Kojanash is how you pronounce the name, Uh, even though it's spelled like coroner, coroner. It's actually Joseph Kozinash for uh, Arizona in net. Uh, He's on the goalie depth chart, but he's the third goalie. You won't see him. Uh, It'll be either Vimelka or it could be a debuting Hari Sateri tonight for uh, Arizona. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, They are banged up. They do miss Jake Chikrin, too. I noticed that with Arizona, too. They've been even hemmed in even more in their own zone since Jacob Chikrin uh, went down to injury. Uh, for the Coyotes. So again, I'm waiting on the goalies here. We'll know more. Maybe we'll know more on the BetCast, you know, closer to uh, when this game uh, starts at 10 Eastern tonight. We'll be able to update you on who the goalie is. If it's not Sateri, I'm probably going to look Seattle. If it is Sateri, that probably makes me pass the game uh, and lean toward an under. Uh, I think without Sateri, I'd lean Seattle and probably be more interested in the over if, if, if he's not in that tonight. Uh, for the uh, Coyotes. So that's where I stand there. Right now, I lean Seattle. I lean over uh, because of the fact that uh, I think it's it might be Vimelka. 
And I like Seattle's game trending up just a little bit right now. So Seattle and over, but again, let's wait to see who's going to be uh, in net for the uh, Coyotes uh, closer to puck drop. All right, last game of this uh, Tuesday card. Uh, we've got the Nashville Predators uh, and the uh, LA Kings. Jimmy Murphy apologizes, by the way, not going to be able to join us. That's okay. I wanted to get the show done a little quicker. Usually when it's a Tuesday show with 11 games and we've got two or three other people with me, it's almost an hour and a half or even longer. So, you know, I've got a couple things I got to get done before this trip. So the fact we're going to go just an hour. So I, I'm cool with that. So I'm that's why I'm cool doing it uh, solo today. Uh, but we got Nashville and L.A., the final game, uh, L.A. minus 120, minus 125, home favorite, six the total in this game. Uh, I, last night, Nashville was the team that really uh, made it a good night for me. It was a profitable night for me in the NHL uh, on Monday night, thanks to the Nashville Predators. We uh, went at that game pretty heavily uh, compared to the others, at least, with uh, Nashville and Anaheim last night. Uh, we, the only thing we lost was the first period team total over one and a half. I took that shot at plus 230. Uh, that lost. But other than that, we had Nashville in regulation, cashed. Nashville team total over three and a half plus 120. It cashed and Nashville Anaheim, the full game over five and a half minus 120, which was my best bet yesterday on the show. Uh, that also cashed in. So that was a great, great game for me from a betting standpoint. It made the night a winning night for me uh, in the NHL. So thank you, Nashville, for that. But do I want to back you here? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. One thing about LA, uh, this is another team, much like Vegas, very much depleted right now. Very much shorthanded. You look at who's out for the Kings. Multiple defensemen. Tobias Bjornfoot. Uh, Mikey Anderson. Drew Doughty. Matt Roy. Sean Walker. Uh, that's been that's been hard to overcome that. Dustin Brown. Andreas Athanasiu. Victor Arvidsson. You know, three pretty important forwards for you. Especially Athanasiu, you wouldn't think so because times he, he goes into droughts. But he was actually starting to play pretty well for the LA Kings before uh, his injury. So, you know, it you do miss him. You do miss uh, him at the moment right now uh, at Thanasiu with the way he played before he got hurt. Uh, obviously, it was an ugly game for the Kings on uh, Saturday against Vegas. They lost 5-1 uh, to the Golden Knights. They'll be looking to bounce back here at home against Nashville. They're the rested team. They've had two days off. But I just, if they're not any healthier, I think it's kind of tricky to want to back them and lay a small, even just a small price with them. Nashville on a back-to-back, -back, obviously, uh, although this is a minor back-to-back. -back. We do have to keep that in mind. This is playing in Anaheim last night, playing in L.A. tonight means you don't fly anywhere. You take a bus down the old interstate freeway to get from Anaheim to L.A. You don't change hotels. You sl sleep in the same hotel when you make this Anaheim-L.A. two-game road trip. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, as far as the goalies, Jonathan Quick confirmed in net for the uh, L.A. Kings. Uh, I can't say I'm totally shocked by that because he was not in net the last two games against San Jose and uh, Vegas. They did beat San Jose, but it was kind of a rough day for Cal Peterson uh, against Vegas. Although, you know, to be honest with you, he didn't have a whole lot of chance on some of those goals. Uh, we'll see how a uh, quick uh, fares here. He's been inconsistent lately. Uh, 18 goals allowed the last six starts. So an average of three goals allowed uh, in each of the last six starts here for uh, three goals per game in the last six starts on average for Jonathan Quick. So not quite as good lately. He's been in net facing a Nashville team that's lighting it up right now. There's nothing else you can say. I mean, this, this Nashville team's turned into an offensive machine all, all of a sudden. Look at these numbers. Last seven games for Nashville, four goals against Anaheim, four goals against St. Louis, six goals against Terry Edelman's Minnesota Wild, four goals against Pittsburgh, four goals against Philly, six goals against Toronto. Six goals again last night against Anaheim. You know, this has definitely been a Predators team that's found the back of the net with regularity. You got Quick coming in tonight. He hasn't exactly been phenomenal lately. You know, Nashville could find the back of the net. But what I am waiting on more than anything here is uh, a confirmation of who's in net for Nashville. Because we did see UC Sorrow start last night for the uh, Nashville Predators. We might see David Riddick tonight with it being a back-to-back. -back. His number's actually 5-2 and two as a starter this year, but his goals against still below average, 3.03 goals against, 895 save percentage. Those still aren't great numbers. Uh, I'd be willing to look over the total if we have a Riddick versus Quick matchup here. I think definitely the over gets there. I probably would lean over anyway, even if they go with Soros on a back-to-back -back because this Nashville team suddenly, you look at their results, they've trended over. Five of the last six have gone over. 
Uh, seven and three, the last 10 have gone over uh, the total as well. Uh, over is 11 and five in the last 16 meetings in Los Angeles between the Predators and the Kings. Uh, earlier this year in LA, uh, actually they played already January the 6th, uh, four to two in favor of Nashville. That game went over the total. So I definitely am interested in the over and might probably will put that on my card and bet that regardless of Riddick or Soros being the goalie for Nashville. But I definitely would like it more if uh, David Riddick is in net. No question about that. And I think I actually might pull the trigger on the Kings if Riddick is in net. Because as much as I like what Nashville is doing offensively, the Kings need these wins now. We've seen them at home dig down, step up. Remember, they beat Florida with a, a, a lineup that was, I think, just as depleted, if not more, going into that game than it will be tonight. You know, and they beat Florida in a shootout. You know, so don't underestimate this Kings team. They do have a lot of grit. They do have a lot of heart. You know, they do. And they have a team that, think you know, they believe that they're going to be a playoff team and maybe be a tough out for somebody uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, they're missing some key guys, but we've seen uh, Kopitar and Kempe have been rock steady. Philip Deneau is Philip Deneau is your goal scorer prop tonight, 100% for the LA Kings. You got to look at uh, Philip Deneau in terms of goal scorer props. I think this could be a good prop game because Nashville's offense is lighting it up right now. Uh, Philip Deneau has been very good lately for the Kings offensively. Goals in back-to-back games uh, for him against San Jose and Vegas. Uh, he got a point in both of those, both of them a goal. So Deneau to score is a, a good look, in my opinion. Uh, you can always consider Kempe as well. That's never a bad option. And for Nashville, you got to bet, you know, Forsberg, Duchesne, Johansson, uh, Janot, take your pick. I mean, there are so many different uh, options you can go to. And more than anything else for the Predators as well, Roman Yossi, not so much to score because he's only scored three goals in the last uh, five games. Uh, two goals against Minnesota. He scored one last night. But what you want to look at with Yossi is points. And you got to jump on Roman Yossi point props tonight. You have to. Look at these numbers for Roman Yossi. It's out of this world, what he's doing right now. The last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games, he's, he's registered a point. He has gone 10 straight games with at least one point for the Nashville Predators. And during that 10 game point streak that Roman Yossi uh, is on right now, he has collected two points or more in seven of those 10 games. All right, so absolutely, uh, Roman Yossi is. You got to bet points props with this guy. Let me see what the uh, current price is. I mean, this is he's having an unbelievable season. This has been one of Roman Roman Yossi has had a phenomenal career. He's been one of the bo- most consistent and one of the best defensemen in the NHL year in and year out for over almost a decade now. And yet he right now might be putting together his best season ever. Really. I mean, the level that this guy is playing at right now, it, it's extremely impressive. He just, he takes the temperature of the game. He knows when to stay back in the defensive zone. He knows when to jump up into the play. He's just got that IQ and that sixth sense that makes him a special defenseman. Uh, and I think you got to look at him to score a point. Now, you can't take him just to get one point because it's minus 225. That's, that's, the juice is too much there. But to get two points or more, plus 200, plus 200 to get two points or more. Roman Yossi, well, it's over one and a half points, plus 200. Roman Yossi tonight, when he has scored, when he has registered two points or more in seven of the last 10 games for the uh, Nashville Predators. So uh, definitely, I think that is a solid look there uh, in this game. Uh, yeah, the both teams to score, Valu, uh, in the chat is ma- making a, a decent point here uh, that, uh, you know, the, the first, first period, both teams to score, if, especially if Riddick is in net. Uh, I could see myself getting to the window with that as well at a nice plus price there uh, between the Predators and the Kings. But uh, definitely right now I will be on the over, and this will be regardless of who's in net for Nashville. I do like this game over the total a little bit. And as far as the uh, side goes, I think if I see David Riddick, it's just such a scheduling situational advantage for L.A. that I think with David Riddick in net instead of Soros, they really could capitalize on it. And I can't get the uh, uh, the vision of L.A. beating Florida with a very shorthanded team that night as well. Get that vision out of my mind. That was obviously, you know, a great Florida team, and they still found a way on home ice coming off some losses to beat the Florida Panthers. I kind of feel that way tonight here with L.A., that especially if Riddick's in net, the L.A. Kings might be the right side here uh, in this game. So uh, leaning L.A. will be on the over for sure, over six here, plus 100.
uh, in this one. All right, great stuff. Uh, great, that's the Tuesday card. We thank everybody for joining us here on the show. We got the BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us for that. Before we sign off uh, and uh, wrap things up uh, in terms of uh, best bets uh, and all that, uh, a reminder, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, take advantage of it. It is a great sports book for NHL betting. Great partners here at the Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys. And again, take advantage of it. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. They are giving you your shot to win big. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at million of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. BetCast tonight. Join us for that, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, let's get to best bet to wrap up this show. A uh, lot of different uh, choices. I'm going to go Columbus and Pittsburgh uh, over the total, 6.5 minus 120. I've cashed a lot of these Columbus overs lately as best bets uh, on the show. Washington-Columbus last week, that was a 6.5. It went over the total, 7-2 in that game for Washington. I think Pittsburgh gets – I think they. I think they get five. Because I actually kind of like the team total as well. But I think at the very least they get four. And you can get at least a few from Columbus here. Even against Tristan Jari. Because the one thing about Columbus. I find they I find they play Pittsburgh pretty tough. And they're always fired up to play the Penguins. It's one of those you know cross-border cross rivalries here. Uh, Ohio, Western Pennsylvania where Pittsburgh is. It's a nice little rivalry. They've got the Penguins and the uh, Blue Jackets. And I think we get ourselves an over in that game. So Pittsburgh, Columbus. Uh, over six and a half, minus 120. Corpusalo in net. He's been absolutely awful. Uh, I think we see goals there in the Berg tonight. Jackets, Penguins, over six and a half, minus 120 uh, for my best bet for this Tuesday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us on YouTube. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will see you in just three and a half hours or so from now. Live BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight through the 11-game slate. Live betting, live commentary, boozing it up like I always do. Got my beer ready to go. It's chilling in the fridge. We're ready. We're fired up. It's another BetCast. We're trying to make some cash. Uh, looking forward to that tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Ice Guys BetCast, join us for that. Uh, we'll see you tonight for that. And a reminder, we'll be back with our regular daily show tomorrow on Wednesday. Another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.